Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today welcome to Bravo happy hour I'm your host Megan O'Donnell grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news all right, you guys, welcome to uh, episode, I guess this would, this would be 127 of this Mushroom, the podcast that deep dives in the well-known, more importantly, not so well-known hookups of your favorite reality television stars. I really, I don't even have the words for how excited I am about today's episode. Um, it's a little, it's going to be a little off the cuff. We're just like doing a Bravo thing today. And I'm doing a Bravo thing with somebody who I, I, I can't fathom doing this with anybody else right now. We have hit breaking news. And I'm here today with Megan O'Donnell. How are you? I'm doing amazing. This weekend has been really insane. I've been on my toes. Like, I can't go to Instagram without something happening. Like, RIP Kobe Bryant. He died, like, 45 minutes ago. It's all over the internet now. Like, what? And then RIP Vicky and Tamara. Like, RIP in a totally different way, but still. I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. Like, I think I have to take a mental health day tomorrow. And, like... (laughs) take a day (laughs) well let's first first let's plug your podcast we're kind of recording this and then this episode is going to come out on both of our platforms so uh let's plug yours for mine oh great so i host bravo happy hour which is a new show all about the psychos on bravo so i find it fun because as we know like bravo whitewashes so much of what we see on television so this kind of breaks down like the nitty-gritty psychotic things that are happening off screen so this weekend has been huge for me with like the tamra vicky of it all and my guest backed out today so i've been like scrambling so the fact that now i get to cover this with you is just it's a miracle <laughs> i'm so excited you have no idea um and then so, you tell people about your show on mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so my podcast is called The Smush Room, and uh, it's basically a deep dive into, like, weird, wacky celebrity couples, reality television couples that you've, like, forgotten about or maybe thought weren't important and you were wrong about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's we cover a lot of, like, Bravo stuff. My friend Brandon Alvarado comes in all the time and talks about, like, how couples with me um so yeah it's fun have you been watching the circle 
no, I haven't started watching that yet. I'm like almost afraid to let myself get into it. Yeah, I started it on Friday and I'm done. And it was such a whirlwind. Like it's a reality show like I've never seen before. And that's kind of all you can really say because it's, yeah, a mixture between Catfish and Big Brother, which are two Mm -hmm. incredible shows. And the fact that they've become one in addition to like being like a social media competition. It's just so good. And I can't even say anything more. I'm like, I'm thinking I need to start a podcast about it, but I'm like, do I have the bandwidth for like a <laughs> huge, huge passion project? And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I can't no, I, I really want to get into it. You know, like Big Brother is my all time favorite reality show of like ever, like ever, ever, ever. I'm like one of those psychotic people that watches <laughs> live feeds and stuff. <laughs> so I want to because, but I also know who I am in the summer when Big Brother's on. It's not cute. So I'm like, do I want to like allow that into my life all year? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, it's kind of lighthearted and fun. Like okay. I feel like Big Brother definitely can go like a quick spiral. Like <laughs> yeah. this like really only is just the tip of people going crazy like I thought it was gonna get negative like that too but it actually is like really uplifting and all the characters are amazing and they're uh, the catfishes are psychotic but like you feel bad for them because you're like you hate yourself so much that you're doing this and so I don't know it's like there's multiple layers but then yeah at the end like one of the catfishers I was like I feel for him or her I don't want to give it up I don't want to give it away any spoilers but I was like I really feel for these people so yeah I I don't know I've been slacking on a lot of Bravo things because I've just been knee deep in Netflix and it's like so not like me but I'm like hey I can actually talk to people at work about things it's like no one in my life watches Bravo so I'm like yeah cheer <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'll get draft beer drunk tonight and watch it and then like message you. <laughs> that sounds amazing. No, I just like, I, it's like certain kinds of drunk for certain things. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel I know like that. <laughs> that deserves some sort of like foamy light beer. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, where do you want to start today? Do you want to start talking about like the couple that we're talking about? Or do you want to talk? What's, should we go into breaking news? Yeah, I feel I like we breaking news. yeah, probably breaking news. Okay, I'll let you I'll let you do this. So everybody knows the OC has been ablaze this past weekend with the confirmation <laughs> that the OG from the OC, Vicky Gumbelson, will not be joining season 15. And she is taking her... <laughs> little sidekick one of her main amigas with her and Tamara Judge has also confirmed she will no longer be on the show and out of all of this I am just psyched that Tamara was demoted to friend of and she just was like I'm gonna take an L right this one out like I love that I think that's a power play for Tamara and I don't say that often thank you I do too I'm like you know what any literally any other one of these women, Luann, all of them who have been demoted, they will. I mean, look at Vicky this past season, just like literally crawling at Andy's feet, being like, "What do I have? To, what did I do wrong? Like, why?" And like, I just love that Tamara was like, "No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna show up at dinner and fight and then leave and not be." I'm like, "No." And they kind of exploited her this season. Like, they wanted to milk her for like her crazy but Mm -hmm. then like you know don't put her in the opening credits like I can see why she felt slighted and then by the end of it she was like what the fuck am I doing here they're asking me to leave the couch for the end like it's just like her time is done her time is done like it's not a friend of like 
I'm trying to think of someone who kind of would come in. I mean, we see it on Jersey with like the Kim D who comes in for like one segment. Like that should be a friend of's yes. like, involvement, not like a full season. And it's also kind of mean because she did like start the show. Obviously, I know it's like she didn't she didn't make the show keep going on for years and years and years. But like she did start it. I mean, yeah, there's like a certain level of like seniority that she has that like whether you like her or not like it's just it just is factual like it is what it is and I agree like it just felt it almost felt like this season was like her her like pet cemetery season where like she she should have been gone but she wasn't so you got to see this weird like post-mortem version of her on the show where like it's like why 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 is she getting up and leaving 10 minutes before the reunion it just doesn't it was just weird and didn't make sense and i felt like andy thought it was weird the whole thing was just so strange um but so how do you what is your what is your spirit and gut telling you how do you feel about it like what was your reaction well i feel really good i feel like the producers are actually listening to viewers now because a lot Mm -hmm. of times viewers will be like take this bitch off screen like she sucks she sucks she sucks and they don't really do it because they like especially with someone like Tamara, who's, you know, 12 years in, like she's been on the show for a while. So I feel like they always kind of like tiptoed around like the bigger players on these shows. And so now I just think this is like a good example of like nobody's safe. Like you, anyone can get off these shows. And I think, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to like hopefully allow for some fresh blood to come in. And Shannon can also shine because I feel like the last few seasons she's been so caught up with the divorce and then become like a trace amiga. And it's like, I'd rather hear you cry about your divorce than like hear about like you trying to like be friends with Vicky and (laughs) Tamara who keep fucking you over, you know? So I'm like excited for like new, just like new storylines. And this is also like, like this puts the like crown on Kelly uh, Dodd's head. Like Kelly got all of these girls out. She got Megan King Edmonds. She got Heather Dubrow and now Vicky Tamara, like get it girl. Damn. I didn't even think about Kelly. Wow. You're right. She like really. Oh my god, that is crazy. She got everybody off the show that she didn't want there. It's kind of like Bethany vibes. Like even yeah. though like Bethany is like way more calculated, and you know she like watches the game like a sport and like has binders <laughs> of like her actions, like Erica Jane. Um, <laughs> yes, like never forget. It's like okay, Erica, we understand you're married to an attorney. That doesn't mean you need to like Kim Kardashian on all of us. And, like, <laughs> Take up a late in life pursuit in law. Like what? I'm studying law. Shit. I don't give a fuck. This is something I wanted to do. Yeah. (laughs) So dumb. Um, But no, I agree. Like I feel like they needed. I mean, obviously the show needed like a a shake up and. I always call OC the Destiny's Child of the Real Housewives franchise, you know, because <laughs> they've had more girls than any of the other cities. And, you know, it's like the only thing they haven't tried, which is so funny to me, is removing uh, Vicky, Tamara or Shannon, like, you know, the main girls. They haven't tr- they've tried everything else and they've hired every blonde haired woman in Orange County, every <laughs> single one. And they're like, why is it not working? So, you know, it was about time. I have to be honest with you, and I know that this is, like, not – I don't like change. Like, I don't, like, love change for things that I'm really, really comfortable with. And I can handle Vicky not being on the show. I'm a little I, – I feel like we are going to, at a certain point, 
Miss Tamra. And I'm just putting that out there now. I'm just saying Tamra brings really good drama to this show. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, she's absolutely shameless. She has no <laughs> ability to be a good friend, good no. family member. Like, is willing to throw anyone under the bus at a moment's notice. And that's what makes her so fun to watch. But yeah, I don't want to like grab a coffee with her and hang out. But like, exactly. yeah, I, I will, I will miss her on TV stirring up shit because that was what she's good at. And I think as viewers, it gets to a certain point where we're like, Oh my God, like, I know. Oh my God, you're so annoying. Like you're doing, you're still doing this. You're still stirring up the shit. You're still kind of, kind of being like a puppet master a little bit, but yeah, I will agree with you. I think, I think it'll be interesting without her. And I guess now we just get to focus more on the other ones, which like, who do we have? Gina, Bronwyn, Emily. Yeah. As I was saying, and I was like, oh yeah, those aren't some power players. I know. We do have Kelly Dodd and Shannon Bedore. And I honestly think with the two of them, I think like will happen naturally because the two of them will fly off the handle at at any moment in time over any small thing. And Gina and Emily, I think like, this was what their second year. And I thought they did a great job. I love Emily's weird relationship. I love, you know, now like watching Gina kind of come back, like on the up and up and dating. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll be interested in seeing that. I think so too. I really like the other girls. Now I feel like they have a really good, like, it feels like they genuinely like filming together, even if they Mm -hmm. don't like each other. And that's always like a nice, you can feel that when you're watching the show when it's just like a group of women that literally hate each other and don't speak at all unless the cameras are there. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, they really actually I think are friends and um I agree. I think it'll be fun. And plus I think not that we've been able to like see it yet, but I think um Shannon will have like what Dorinda is about to have, like a season where she just sort of naturally falls into place as like the leader and we'll be able to get to watch her like you said like watch her shine in a way that we haven't really yet yeah because i mean she's like moving towards like this great new happy chapter of her life and i feel like she can't like get past the david stuff like and all of like she's gone out of that phase of her life and i feel like tamara was like very much so in that phase of her life with her and so it's like for shannon to move on to like grow into kind of like a different just version of herself like she needs to cut the dead fat and like yep. the, cut the dead weight and that is, <laughs> yeah i was like damn that is that's like, harsh it's like too loaded like i'm sorry <laughs> that's i didn't to start calling my weight loss yeah <laughs> i'm cutting my dead fat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no i agree i agree it's they they this is good for them they need this shake up more than anything like it's time you know, RIP. I mean, you know, thank God they've given us some of the most beautiful pop culture moments in the history of ever. I mean, they are responsible for some beautiful moments on television and we'll always have those on Hulu. And bye. <laughs> bye, girl. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> bit, but also, I was thinking, OK, wait, I was in the shower before. Like, I don't even know what I think about in there. But I was thinking I was like a couple months ago. I remember hearing like rumblings that like Vicky and Tamra were going to get their own show. And then I was thinking it could be like called like OGs, like original grandmas. And they do like a <laughs> spinoff of like them being grandmas. I was thinking about it. I was like, that would be so stupid, but also like stupid enough where I'd watch. You know? Oh, I'd watch, the fuck out, I'd watch the fuck out of Tamra talking about being a hot grandma for an hour. Sure. 
<laughs> yeah, that's I, I'm into oh, that. Oh God, yeah, like a bodybuilding grandma, like. <laughs> And watch her like rub motor oil on her body for tan. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, I forgot about. You know, I talk about this all the time too. Like, I feel like when you're on the show for long enough, like when you're on the show for a really, really long time, I almost think it's easier for the viewers to forget about like all the different kinds of housewife you've been on the show. Like, if you've been like the villain and like, there's been seasons where Tamara and Vicky have been everything. They've been the voice of reason. They've been the villain. They've been like, you know, monsters. They've been like, you've like watched like, it's like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like they've had like peaks and valleys. Totally. And it gets a little muddled. If you're on the show for 20 years, it's just like you become one ball of just whatever. So no, Tam- Tamara is just known as like messy. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> I think, yeah, well, that's like the hard thing. It's like, even like after, Brooks's cancer thing at that point nobody trusted Vicky and everybody right. was like fuck you like you are yeah. dragging us down this is not what we want this is not what this show's about and I feel like after that point viewers started to not trust Vicky anymore yep. and then it's just kind of been like a downhill battle from there and then her being like Steve Lodge what a great man my redemption torn we're like well, he's boring like period yeah. at least Brooks was like a, a great liar and great TV. Like, I don't yeah, know. He was like funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like he <sighs> creeped like everybody out in your life, and, like, <laughs> like verbally assaulted your daughter, but like he was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he was funny enough that he was entertaining enough that Andy gave him a, a sit down and watch what happens live for an hour. I mean, like that means something. Never forget. Like I love intimate sit downs with Andy. Like oh. I did hers after the arrest where they were like in Sag Harbor. Yes. Oh my oh, God. That was so good. And then like even the Joe and Teresa special, like where like he's Skyping in. <laughs> and they, they like changed the lighting in the clubhouse to be more like warm. <laughs> <laughs> to match his like auburn jacket like yeah. <laughs> i love it i love it yeah like steve sucks he's so boring and he's kind of mean oh yeah he's like completely uninterested in vicky too like it's so sad i just feel like he hates her and yeah he, like kill her obviously like yes like that's so dramatic, but like he gives me crazy vibes where he's like, "This is all an elaborate plan." I don't know. This yes. is so fucked up, but that's how I feel. Either that or like I'm gonna snap vibes. Like y- if you bring up marriage one more time, guess what? I'm gonna accidentally push you off the ledge, like a Lifetime movie, like that kind of vibe. Yeah, like he is Dirty John. Like I feel like Vicky <laughs> versions, and after like. <laughs> She dumped Don, and like, I feel like the world just had to. It's like this is what you get karma wise because Don was a great man, and took advantage of him, or took for granted yeah. his love, like his sim- his simple man love, like <laughs> because you wanted like a Brooks, like someone who's like flashy and like charming and God, and, which is and crazy. Don was everything. Like, you know, Don was everything. Like all he wanted to do was hang out on the boat in yep. Lake Avasu, like cook up hot dogs, wear Tommy Bahama. <laughs> he just like, well, he just like was a great guy. Like I'm actually looking for a Don type. Who's like, yes. he also like 
all, I don't know. There's like so much to say about like being a strong woman and having like a big, strong business. And like, that is like definitely a personality that Vicky's like always led with. And Dawn like worked at the Home Depot, like during season one, like he worked at the Home Depot and then didn't have a job after a couple seasons in. So she also probably was like, my dude, get the fuck off the couch. Yeah, I make yeah. shit money, but like we don't have young kids for you to watch. Like you're a grown ass man, like either do something or I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. could, I could see that annoying Vicky that like he's not going anywhere where she like bust her ass at Kodo and also like is a housewife. <laughs> He just wants to freaking hang out and hang out on the boat and have a couple beers and calm down. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, out. come on, Vic. I just want to relax with you. Come on, Vic. Jeez, <laughs> ah, Vic. Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like old school Chicago Vicky, too, you know, when her accent was real strong. Oh, yeah. I like the, the like uh, scene where she's like, Andy, I did not do uh, an audition tape. And then she's like, welcome to my home <laughs> where we hang out. And this is the bar because we like to drink. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> back. I will also say, too, I mean, like Vicky has given us like some iconic moments, but I do think that Tamara has had one of the greatest like villain journeys in Broadway. When all of this is done, when this is all said and done, when Housewives is no longer, like, I think that we'll look back on Tamara's journey and be like, damn, her, from her abusive marriage to then leaving, I mean, like, the whole Simon journey and leaving him and then, like, the Gina involvement and, like, trying to help him get her kids taken away and, you know, just all of it and, like, meeting Eddie and, like, becoming a fucking christian like the whole thing was just so wild it was such a wild journey like the simon years were so hard to watch too Ugh. oh you guys you guys i'm like who am i talking to um do you (laughs) jesus uh do you remember when that like biker scene where she was like simon's a biker and sometimes i get on the back of his harley with my pink helmet and we go to biker bars and drink tequila shots and i remember being like this is so fucking hot like i was like fucking like high school watching this being like but i'm titillated like like bad it's like this is basically like what I want my future to be like. And then fast forward to like the limo scene where she was like, I want a divorce! <laughs> is that when they went to get, or is that when she got her uh, um, wedding ring tattoo? <laughs> okay, I do remember that. Oh my God. I feel like this calls for an absolute rewatch of all 14 seasons, which I know is a really hefty Look, <laughs> If there's anybody that's willing to do it, it's me. Yeah, same. I like, I like put off plans and like I'll tell people I'll be like, hey, I'm kind of like working on this project, and they like think it's impressive, and I'm literally just like alone in bed, <laughs> like in a bathrobe. <laughs> yeah, watching OC Housewives, <laughs> a butter out of the jar. Like, in <laughs> I re- I remember specifically that scene because I I don't know why this is burned into my mind, but there's this moment where like when they're in that bar and they're all drunk now because they like. You know, they get, like, hammered in that episode. Yeah. And she, like, pulls off a glove or something, and there's just, like, this red, blistered, sweaty, like, bubbling tattoo on her finger that's supposed to be, like, romantic. And he's like, what the fuck is that sore on you? Babe, that's an open wound. (laughs) Like, you're bleeding. Oh, my God. 
like a sweaty after riding a fucking motorcycle for hours tattoo. Like it was like gross. There's nothing like you're told when you get a tattoo that you're not allowed to go into a sauna or a steam room for three weeks. I feel like Tamara putting her hand into a sweaty glove of steam (laughs) directly after getting a tattoo is so on brand. I know the fact that 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 wedding ring tattoo was like scabbed and like literally bleeding and blistered is like so telling of their marriage. Oh God. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully this is like a good time for Tamara to like make amends with her daughter and like maybe kind yeah. of whole life because clearly one of her sons is brutally depressed and like a racist. Yeah. And, and the other one like has, well, I like Simon. I think he, that's, Oh my God, not Simon. What's his name? Spencer. Spencer. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, he had, like, a good head on his shoulders, but hopefully she could kind of take this time and, like, focus on your daughters because young girls need positive female role models, most importantly, their mothers. Yeah. Spencer is somebody that if I was, like, in – what is he, like, in high school? I think he might have been in college. I feel like I remember him being, like, I go to community college and I work at Starbucks. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, I was going to say, if I was, like, me me at, like, 19, I would have had, like, a weird crush on him. Like, yeah. a secret crush that I would never tell anybody. I probably would have, too. He's, like, probably saying, like, weird, creepy things in the back of the classroom. And I'm like, <laughs> he gets me. Yeah, he's, like, freaking deep. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, spreading fires. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, playing with a tech deck. Like, <laughs> he's weird in that special way. We were both like, I don't know, quirky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just like freaking gets me. <laughs> <laughs> like I would, like I love watching him like read his brother for absolute filth. I love it. I mean, and it was needed. And what's his? Oh God! I, and Ryan had like nothing to say back because he's like, damn, I just got got by like a young kid. Yeah, like I'll like, never cool. be as smart as him. And, like, who's also correct about everything. Like, that's the hard thing about fighting with racists, because it's, like, they inherently know they're wrong. Yeah. But, like, they're too ignorant to understand what the problem is. So it's, like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. You're right. I'm so happy that you brought that up, because I forgot. And it's, like, yeah, it's the perfect time for you to leave the show when it, it seems like a storyline is starting to bubble uh, <laughs> around your racist son. Uh, no, thank you. I'm, uh, no. <laughs> I know. I think it was definitely a good time for her to kind of bow out and just kind of gracefully leave, even though she did unfollow like Evolution, who's like the production company, Bravo, like Bravo TV's Instagram, Shannon. So she's she's blocking everybody. So she's probably not super happy. She's like going into the weekend on like Friday p.m. They send out the email where it's like you and Vicky are demoted. Sorry. Have a good weekend. I mean, I'm sure she'll start a podcast because that's what they do, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. No, Vicky's already talking about like her financial podcast. Do you which... follow any of Heather DeBro's content? No, no. I did like years ago when Bravo podcasts were kind of like few and far between. I remember craving more. So I was just like, okay, I guess I'll listen to hers because sometimes she has people on. And I also like shamefully listened to Brandy Glanville's at that point in my life. Mm. But they just are so like scripted and she's so fake and even like her YouTube videos of like her house that she thought people really were going to turn to YouTube to want to see 
Granted, again, I did watch like a few times. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, she posted her closet video. Oh my God. Uh, but no, I, I find her really boring. And like, I don't know. I just, I thought she was like an elitist and not a fun elitist like Cam Westcott. She's like, I don't know. I thought she was annoying. She just like thought she was an actress too. Or it's like, babe. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. that um, she would always bring up that Jenny uh, McCarthy pilot from 1998. Yeah, right. She's like, did you guys forget? And they're like, wait, what? I remember when we used to be on the set with Jenny. It's like, yeah. girl, that was literally, like, you had a one, what, that show didn't even, like, take off. It didn't even, like, get picked up. Um, but no, if anybody listening to this has not in, indulged in, I think you have to watch at least one or two episodes of uh, her house tour just to like get an idea of like what's going on um it is i started watching her house tour like a year ago and i was like oh this will be fun finally we get to see this like palace it's still going on like they're doing one room per what what is it per like every few weeks (laughs) it's still we have yet to see by the way the whole house it's been a year take it in Take that in. <laughs> yeah, I, I think at this rate, she is just really trying to make people like stay on their toes. Where, girl, your rooms are probably just like not ready, and that's okay. You don't need. To, <laughs> no one again is asking for this. And two, she's not an interior designer, and to design a massive home like that takes like actual you know skill and talent and like even understanding ratios between massive house and furniture like furniture needs to be big when you have a big house and like i oh i feel like everything in her house is like a little bit too small agreed it's like everything just is mismatched and the kitchen is horrendous like hellacious for for the amount of money she probably threw at this kitchen to never once ever cook in it let's also make that very clear yeah like it kills me. It's like nothing looked good. Like I remember like the backsplash, like went up to a certain point and stopped at a certain area. And I'm like, just go to the top of the ceiling. <laughs> I also watched this like a year ago. I'm like still like, I'm actually sweating about it. <laughs> I'm pissed the fuck off. Like, <gasps> and like the journey, it's like, I don't need to hear the journey of every single fucking, like, like Terry loved this wallpaper. We, we stayed in a hotel in Washington and Terry just had to have this wallpaper. So I contacted John. John, who I had met at a concert years ago. And John told me that he knew a guy who knew how to make fabrics. Well, it's like, girl, it's wallpaper. Like, stop. Enough. I know. God. So she really thinks that she's so interesting that people are riveted by these, like, these tall tales of the journey of all this dumb shit in the house. Like, at the end of the day, it's tan wallpaper. (laughs) And I'm bored. Yeah, she just doesn't even do it for me. Even, like, her champagne room. Like, okay, Mrs., you know, Heather Dubrow, if you were fancy, fancy, bougie, bougie, you'd know that there are better champagnes than Veuve Clicquot. Like, at this point, it's just, like, an (laughs) overpriced, like, thing because people know that it's expensive or that it exudes having money. So people are like, ooh, voo, voo, it's so fancy. It's like, no, like, there are amazing, like, actual high-end brands of champagne. Like, and if you had, like, a porcel of, like, actual taste, not just, like, the idea of trying to, like, look rich, you would, like, maybe fill your champagne room with, like, varying types of champagnes. Maybe throw some, a champenoise in there. Like, we know (laughs) she's a huge fan of a champenoise. Like, (laughs) mix it up. (laughs) <laughs> and also by the way speaking of specific kinds of drunk everybody knows that champagne drunk sucks and nobody's like Ugh. like i don't want to be bubbly fucking cartoon bubble drunk 
I'm not. No, I, no. I wake up with a face full of fucking acne. I'm like, oh wait, oh. I have thirty glasses of sugar left. <laughs> like, what? Like, why does champagne affect a person's body in such like mutant ways? It's like it turns you to an X man. It really does. Like, and there's been nights where everyone's like, starting the night with a champagne toast, and I'm like. Uh, that's a no for me, dog. Yeah. I end up dead in a ditch. Like I don't know <laughs> where. Like I'll end up. But if I start on champagne, good night. Just <laughs> like, like literally, like Elmer Fudd, like burping, like cook up, and like just like <laughs> so like like cartoon drunk. Like that's what I always feel like when I drink champagne. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Um. Should we talk about this iconic couple? Yes, I feel like because the two of us will do a full hour reminiscing and then talking about uh, champagne. No, I could do seven more hours on champagne. I'm not even, I have to like restraint. Same, I'm starting a podcast about champagne. Okay. (laughs) Um, So we were talking about couples that we wanted to discuss and just kind of like, you know, fun discussion, not like really intense, like, like psychotic a beautiful mind discussions how I normally do just like fun and this is like a love story that is still happening yeah like that's like, why it's positive <laughs> it's a it's a successful housewives relationship that doesn't get any credit for that at all they never will so it's up to people like us to give them the credit they deserve and we are going to be reminiscing today about the weirdness of Silex of Alex and Simon Nicole. It was an honor when you said, do you want to do Alex and Simon? And I said, I've never been more qualified to talk about anything (laughs) in my entire life. Tell me what your, like, Alex and Simon journey is initially. Like, what is your Real Housewives of New York journey, first of all? Well, obviously I'm a New Yorker, so Mm -hmm. it's, like, my favorite show, and I love it so much. It's, it's, It's mortifying. But Alex and Simon were definitely... Not my faves in the beginning, but towards the end of, I believe, their four seasons on the show, they have turned into probably my favorite couple, like, power couple on the network. And, like, like, and honestly, he was the housewife, and Alex was just the house husband, like, the housewife. He was the reason we were watching them. He was the reason we were watching them. Thing. she was just like you know a mannequin for him to like dress and like <laughs> like hang out with at these ridiculous parties but like he was what I was waiting to see at the end of the day and I mean Simon Van Kempen's feud with Ramona Singer will go down in history oh as one of the most random feuds oh my God. and it lasted so long and then when they became friends how beautiful was that I mean, it just showed you how big of a man Simon is. I mean, like, he was like, you know what? I respect Ramona. She's crazy, but she's got a heart of gold. Like, I'm just like, what? Like, how could you forgive someone who's been atrocious to you for years? <laughs> and he's like, well, I am Joel Clymer at the end of the day. Yeah, he's like, well, she is rich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, at a certain point, he liked her. Or she, Ramona liked him more than Alex. Like, they really became, like, buddies. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Alex was nice. I always liked her. I liked that she worked and that she, you know, had really big 
plans like for her kids and her life. Like you could tell she was from the middle of nowhere. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Where middle yeah. nowheresville and then was like, my kids are going to speak German and French and yep. this, this, and go here. And, you know, she was very... She was like a, a dreamer and like dreamt of like this like bougie life in the city and like where her kids would have all these great opportunities and they did. But yeah. she was not that kind of mom in Manhattan, I think. Like I feel like she was like too down to earth and kind of like frankly just too normal and yep. like nice to kind of get down and dirty with the other women. And she was like – and I always felt like she was like – what am I doing here? And then, yeah, the Simon of it all like made like them kept getting, you know, their contracts resigned. I agree. I've always felt like it's so funny that you say that. Cause I've always, like, I don't think many people would say like that Alex was like too normal. I think people thought that like, even looking back, people just think that she's like this weird alien that like floated around <laughs> the scenes and like all of a sudden disappeared. But I've always felt like Alex and Simon at the very beginning um, I, I felt like they were just trying to give the show what they thought the show wanted. Uh, like, you know, like New York Housewives was obviously like the, the whole franchise was still so new. And like New York was like trying to figure out like its identity and like why it was different than, you know, the other c- cities. And like, I think Alex and Simon were just trying to give the people what they thought they would want which is, I think, obvious when you see the seasons go on, like, they weren't those people. Like, season one, Alex and Simon is night and day from where they ended up, because that's, like, not who they were. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> obviously, of course, they were social climbing, and, like, they were really cringy and, and like, fake pretentious and wanted to be <laughs> a part of, like, a, a certain part of society that they just would never be. But, like... They also weren't so desperate later on. They were just, like, a little bit more settled into themselves. And, like, I don't know. I just don't think that we would think they were so weird if they were on the show now. Like, it was a different time. Like, Al, you know, Simon was a different kind of man that we weren't ready for at that time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't – I think people would be a lot more, uh, like, cautious of the things that they say about him that they used to say where they basically would just be, like, making fun of him because they thought he was gay. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think the ridiculous moment of Alex and Simon fighting with Sonia over who gets to make the speech at Gay Pride, like, oh my God, like, like that was such an interesting debate and discussion to be having on TV. And at the time, like, I guess like it was New York Housewives. So you're kind of 
assuming that they're going to be more like vocal about LGBTQ rights and whatever, and right. going to gay pride. And obviously Sonia Morgan, you know, has her gay parties on Wednesdays and you know, we all know she's a <laughs> advocate, I guess. Question yeah. She's a bottom. Yes. She's a bottom. <laughs> but yeah, I think you're totally right. Like Simon showed us a different type of man that we weren't used to seeing. We saw Mario who was like quintessential New York city, like yep. rich, Rich guy, you know, Luann's with a count. Bobby Zarin is like, again, quintessential rich guy, New Yorker. Like, you know, Simon wasn't that. He was like a hotelier and like moved here from where Australia and, you know, ends up meeting her on Craigslist, which like if Craigslist personal ads were still available to be seen, I would have gone back like 4,000 pages to find like the, <laughs> the original post probably back in like 2001 or something from that lonely. <laughs> lonely. That was another thing that like was so, I mean, now that would be nothing. Like that was so, like that was like a reveal. Like, like, oh my God, they met on the internet. They're fucking freaks. It's confirmed. They are so weird and then the fact that alex admitted that they actually met because they just wanted to hook up i mean now that would be nothing but at the time that was mind-blowing i know and even like to be on a show like that with like quote-unquote royalty with luann and like i feel like the two of them were so afraid to show that side of them whether it was like the online dating thing or uh what's her names uh i keep like forgetting that she's alex i don't know why it's like she's so boring to me that i'm like (laughs) I keep being like Simon's naked photos. (laughs) (laughs) When Simon showed up in the feed dress, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Feed dress? (laughs) Infamous. Like, I wish there was like a Housewives, like, fashion museum. Like, the feed dress. Oh, my God. They were just. I, like, would scoff at. I'd be like, wow, Simon is, like, so weird. I don't like him. Now different perspective when I watch I'm like oh wow like there's nothing more I would like than a man just like doting on me being like let's go shopping and spend $18,000 on shit we don't need while we drink Prosecco and hang out in St. Bart's all day like now that I'm I'm actively looking for a Simon Van Kempen type are you kidding no (laughs) like (laughs) no baby not at all um (laughs) no like (laughs) I've ever dated would ever ever go to a store not only go to let's like first of all not let's lean in not only go to a store with you happily sit in a chair in the store and give you the most honest heartfelt truthful critiques of what you're wearing for hours and then buy it all are you kidding me i've girls something more they're out there girls we just have to look <laughs> you just gotta get on craigslist Open <laughs> eyes, oh my god and then on top of it to be like um just like infatuated with me like he was so in love with her and so sexually attracted to her and just so like at every moment ready to fuck her i mean really have i taken a deep turn no are you kidding i'm like actually i'm wet i'm I'm down like like on those red leather pants simon like (laughs) i didn't forget those like like, i am real (laughs) (laughs) i also feel like oh sorry go ahead 
I was just gonna say, like, never forget even like the moments that we did get from Alex, like Johan face, like, oh. <laughs> like that scene with Kelly just trying to direct her to be sexy oh. and trying so hard. And, like, I could never be, like, if, like, one of my girlfriends was, like, doing that to me, I'd be, like, cracking up. I'd, like, stop. Like, <laughs> this isn't going to get a shot, but. Johan face. Think of Johan face. No, Alex. Seriously, think of Johan face. Like, think of Johan. Like, seriously, think of Johan. Like, <laughs> my little boy son isn't going to make me feel sexy. Like, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> God damn it. I used to, oh, I, Kelly Benson is, like, one of my all-time favorite delusional women in the history like kelly and alex together i mean uh my favorite buddy cop film wait i just found something crazy alex mccord has an imdb page so i oh my god and back in 1996 she did the voice for an anime character (laughs) in a in a 40 minute uh anime movie called birdie the mighty like alex what she she's been in multiple things like i didn't know she ever oh my god she has an uncredited role in uptown girls what what molly's girlfriend oh my god i'm watching that tonight oh my god like she's a chanteuse she's a woman parading around a bar snapping her fingers and just singing jazz like she's a woman that we you don't like she's done everything i'm honestly so impressed she's been in one life to live. So she's also, she's not the, actually, she might be the first soap opera star on the house. Wow. Lisa Renner just woke up from a deep sleep. Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) Damn. What hasn't Alex done? I also feel like it's worth mentioning. I say this all the time that like my favorite, my all time, all time favorite housewife trope. There's so many, but I found my voice is my favorite because I just think like a housewife finding their voice leads to such an amazing uh, season, an unexpected season where like things twist and shift and people become powerful that you didn't know were powerful. And Alex like never perfected finding her voice. I think Taylor Armstrong did that. But like (laughs) Alex tried her hardest and she kind of was the first person to do it. And to watch her go from this, like, I mean, truly stuttering, like, like red-faced, hive-riddled, uh, gasping-for-breath woman to the same exact thing, but also being able to, like, talk. I mean, it was a journey. It was a fun journey to watch. Slowly but surely, she also realized that all she was trying to do was social climb and be with like the upper echelon of these women. And then after probably like a year or two of being on the show, she's like, these women are fucking terrible. And I've tried for so long to be one of them when I actually like have a great husband who loves me, have cute kids, have a beautiful brownstone in Brooklyn, like that everyone scoffed at that. Now everybody is probably like, I would die to live in parts where she's living and, you know, had a career has an actual brain and has the capacity to like get off this show and not crumble. Like Simon just, they like live in Australia now and he just graduated law school. Like they are just reinventing themselves. They're they're so inspiring. And they didn't get, (laughs) I mean, they, they did a little, you know, they did it like a couple reality shows after, but they didn't get stuck in like a 20 year long 
please any show that'll have me celebrity big brother like i'll do anything i'm a celebrity get me out of here like i'll be (laughs) on any show ever they they just kind of were like we're done like they moved to australia and like comfortably live a normal life and have no interest in any of this bullshit and like i don't know i just think i i think that the narrative would be a lot different also by the way let me just also say that one of the things I think people forget about Alex is that she was always on the right side of everything. If you go back and watch, her opinions are always the opinions of the viewer. She just couldn't express herself, you know? I mean, it's hard. Like, she's talking to a bunch of fucking piranhas. Like, yeah. you know, Jill Zarin screaming at you is just was what nightmares are made of. Like, you know, I can understand why she would want to go toe to toe with, you know, even Ramona too. And Bethany. And then, you know, the Kelly Benzimon of it all is just like, that was just, <laughs> you can't even yell at her. It's like, and like, none of those women would have predicted that. Like in the end, it would be Alex who was like at a certain point, the closest to Bethany. Are they close now? Well, remember they were like when Alex, uh, when Bethany like met Jason and she was like delivering messages and shit for her to the group. Oh yeah. Delivering messages. Oh my God. I have I, a message to leave. <laughs> I have to say my message. It is from Bethany. I have to say it, but oh I need silence. God. They're like, just say it. Oh my God. <laughs> now those are the kind of the golden years. I actually, I, it's so hard because like, there's only so many hours in the day that I can really go back and rewatch things a couple times. You know, I'll be like, Oh, let me go watch like four or five episodes of New York housewives. But you really forget so much Yeah. that has happened unless you are rewatching it yearly, which I'm trying to make that my full-time job. <laughs> I'm like, that's, like a, <laughs> that's a part of what I, I need to do this. You also forget too, like I said earlier with Tamara and um and Vicky, like when they're on the show for long <clears throat> enough, you forget like like I just recently I actually just rewatched all of New York recently. Like I just was gonna watch one episode and then I was like, fuck, like I couldn't stop. Obviously. 197 later. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm at Carol now. Fuck. <laughs> um, but like one of the things you forget about is like, you know, women that you may love now, like Luann is a good example, has had horrendous seasons and going back I had completely forgotten that Luann was basically the reason that Bethany and Jill like Luann manipulated that whole situation so that Bethany and Jill wouldn't be friends and Ramona and Alex were trying to get them to talk and they they were trying to get them to resolve their issue and Luann stepped in so that they wouldn't be friends like that's crazy but she'll never be judged for that you know what I mean yeah, because I think sometimes when you're, like, stirring the shit up with certain people, but then you, like, bring it on your own, yep. it's hard for viewers to, like, give a shit. Like, I think that's, like, Lisa Vanderpump is a good example of yeah. that. Like, just, like, stirs the pot, but people are like, but she's hilarious. And did you see her dog's Louis Vuitton bag? Like, yeah. you know, so, like, you immediately <laughs> forget that the person is a bad person because they're just like blinding you with like glamour or delusion or humor or like, at least for Luann, like she's incredibly charming and beautiful. So like, you know, you just watch her do anything and you're like, Oh my God, you're like telling these young girls at a foster care place to lose weight. If you want to be a model, like, you know, (laughs) you you totally gloss over her shitty, terrible moments as a friend because you're like, Oh my God, she fucked a pirate. Like it's never ending. It's never ending. That's why Luann 
forever be my favorite housewife. And it's hard to have to ride or die for her, but that's what that's what family's for. It it is true. It is hard to be a, a loo a loose stand. Yeah. Like you really have to like explain a lot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then I have to like just being like, she was just wasted. No, she just she was in jest talking to the cop like that, saying she was gonna kill people. I was like, she didn't need and I'm like defending like a act like I'm enabling an alcoholic. You're like I, handing her a drink as her body is in a rose bush. Yeah, She's, like, like, you are hilarious. Keep it up, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and also like watching her, I mean Alex really brought out like the absolute worst of Luann. Like all of Luann's, I think, worst years as far as like her character on the show. Not really like her choices and like drinking and stuff, but just like being a cunt. Like Alex <laughs> really just made her like like she literally bullied that woman because she knew that Alex couldn't like talk fast enough to defend herself. So she was just like an easy target. I mean, she was like, I'll bully her. <laughs> Even those Herman Munster shoes. Even <laughs> even Vuitton makes mistakes. Like, oh. And Alex was like, <laughs> like just like literally on the floor gasping for air. My God. Yeah. And with like that, that red chest, that chest rash yes. that would just overtake her. <laughs> so hard. And like, I, she just was like nice. And I always felt bad. Like her kids were always like acting like idiots. And she'd be like, Johan's in the one percentile for the most genius child in the world. And he's like eating clay and like peeing on something. <laughs> Do you remember when she said uh, when they went to the beach and Alex or Simon introduced his speedo that was like a milestone moment? And she goes, uh, she goes, Johan won't swim in the water because he only he she, she goes he prefers the temperature of the waters in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> While two of them are vacationing in same parts in the off season and they're like, it's so weird. Why isn't the sun out? It's fine. Why is the beach so empty? <laughs> in a like house that they're renting, that's like on the like literally the very last house that can be considered in like the neighborhood. Oh my god, that is just too funny. <laughs> they are like the best couple ever, and like I just love them. <laughs> what's your favorite New York cast? Like, what is your favorite like cast of? You know what I mean? Like a season. Yeah, let me. Let me pull up their Wikipedia because I'm always bad at like remembering which seasons were. Um, I definitely would say Heather Thompson was not in them. <laughs> if, oh yeah. If I would probably say like seasons. Wow! 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 It's really hard because I love the OGs. Having Alex there with mm-hmm. Jill, Ramona, Lou, Bethany, and then Sonia ends up coming in. Kelly con- comes in. That was kind of the golden age for me. Me too. And then I believe when Dorinda came on, then things started getting crazy again. <laughs> like, yeah. Because she is just she she's just an incredible housewife. Like everything we want in a housewife and more. Yeah, it's almost like they've had like they've had two like major peak like eras. Like I would say obviously like scary Island year, because that was the introduction of Sonia Mm -hmm. and then Kelly was there and Bethany was still there. Like hadn't like become a, like a monster yet. Um, (laughs) Every, the Jill was still there. Like that was such a great cast. Like you, you said, it's like the golden years. And then they had like that 
like moment where they were trying to like figure out what kind of show they were Mm -hmm. and like the Heather years, which was like the worst. And then, yeah, like when Bethany came back and it just gelled and Dorinda like came into her own, like, oh, you, I mean, it's like, you can't beat it. Like there's no better housewives moments than New York those years, like the, like the, the, the Dorinda years. Well, it's crazy because even though we say those are the golden years, even when we had Aviva on, that was crazy. Iconic. Writer girl, like writer girl, the whole leg throw, yeah. you know, even like in the not golden years of New York, it's still miles better than other shows on the, the network, especially like other Housewives franchises. I also love too, like when Bethany came back and realized that like, I love when Bethany came back because, you know, she, like, basically casts the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she came back and, like, ass- like basically assessed who was worth her time and had just decided that Kristen Takeman was literally so beneath her that, like, she wouldn't even entertain an argument oh. with her. She's like, oh, no, I'm not doing it. No. Like, Kristen was begging Bethany to argue with her. Literally begging. Please fight with me. Please fight with I, me. With camera. I, Bethany is just probably like, I will wreck you so fast it's actually not even worth my breath like what's the point you weak like weak opponent yeah <laughs> which is like so terrible it sounds like we're talking about gladiators I know. but like it's so like Bethany really is like such a powerhouse player that someone like Kristen Takeman can't even get you know an eye roll from her but you know then Jules Weinstein comes in and it's the same thing she's like I'm gonna get you off the show but we're going to have like this weird tension about like who has a worse eating disorder. It's like, wow. Uh, like, never forget. Roni has given us like incredible one season wonders. Oh God. RIP. Oh my God. I forgot about Jules iconic. Oh my God. And, now, and a Jew walk into a bar. Now, <laughs> and I, I'm reading here. Like Wikipedia is the best. I freaking love it. So there's only been, Two one season wonders on New York, Cindy and Kristen, which I think is interesting because a lot of other shows will have at least a few one seasoners, but I feel like just the two, like that means the casting has just been pretty on point. Wait, didn't Kristen have two seasons? Oh, wait, she did. Oh, wait, yeah, Kristen had two, Jules had one, Cindy had one, but Cindy, it was like. Cindy, get off the show. It's another kind of Alex thing where it's like, you're a normal person. Granted, like, the jazzling as your career is not normal. But, like, small business owner in Manhattan, which is, like, so incredible and literally impossible. So, good for her. But, yeah, she should not have been in this muck. (laughs) No. It's funny to imagine, though, like, what, um, what Alex and, like, what Alex's presence would look like on the show today. Like, who do you think that she would be, like, close to? Like, what do you think, who do you think she wouldn't get along with? I'm trying to think. You know, I don't really know, like, anyone, frankly. Like, I I think, like, Dorinda might take, like, a motherly role for Alex. I feel like she would be, like, because Alex isn't, like, confrontational and can't step up to, like, Ramona or a Bethany if she were still on the show or Lou really, or anyone at this rate. But I feel like, yeah, she'd be friends with Dorinda, but in a creepy way. And then maybe friends with Tinsley. I feel like Tinsley yeah. like, is a good friend. Like 
I feel like all the ladies like scoff at her and call her like are kind of mean to her and like yeah. definitely pretend like she's Skipper and they're all Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> but like I think Alex would like that about Tinsley that they're kind of like oh, we're kind of like runs of the litter, but we're okay with that. You know, we don't have to be yeah. the number one guy in the group. Yes, I agree with that. She would definitely be her and Tinsley would be. Yeah, and they would like have a weird fashion thing together because you know Alex oh. thinks that she's like a model. Um, yeah, I remember when she was like, I'm going to do catalog modeling. It's like, <laughs> should you? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it, it always was painful because Alex never picked up on the fact that the show was, like, trolling her a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, they want to film my modeling segment. It's like, girl, I wouldn't let them in. Yeah. <laughs> or just, like, the whole, like, Bethany logo thing. Like, <laughs> oh. oh, my God. And Bethany having to be like, it's great, but... <laughs> Uh, that dot 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 after butt was just so <laughs> like it's a picture of me with giant thighs <laughs> like laying in a martini glass with like chocolate on my face or something like it's not good she's like do you get the vibe skinny girl uh not eating no. <laughs> it was just like a drawing of her shoving food into her mouth like literally a cartoon of bethany eating like fried foods oh my god well yeah that was the best after the jewel season like the next few seasons bethany was like i'm eating look at me with nachos like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> making yeah. it that she's eating it's like yeah honey like that's what you do to stay alive and not crazy <laughs> yeah like, it's the whole human thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was actually one of my favorite, 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 all-time favorite moments. Underrated. They, it never gets brought up. Um, I think it's – I want to say it's season one. It's the first dinner party. And oh. Bethany's cooking because she's a <laughs> chef at this point. She's a cook, not a chef. She's a cook. Um, it's, creepy. it's creepy. It's creepy. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> um, but she's like cooking this dinner party and they're like setting up, they're figuring out first of all, who's like coming. And, uh, they all collectively decide like that they don't want Alex to come because she'll bring Simon. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, we can't like, we, this is for girls. And Ramona of course is like, you know, this is a woman's dinner party. It's for girls. It's weird. Why would you want to come? It's weird. And they um, called each other, and Ramona's, like, talking to Sonia, or, or not to Sonia, to uh, uh, Jill on the phone. And Ramona goes, she goes, everybody, she goes, everybody talks about how strange they are. Everybody talks about it. And Jill goes, yeah, I heard they're weird. I heard people say they're weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's what enough people said. Of a, enough of a reason for everyone to just be so mean. I like, like her. Because she wants to go to a dinner party with her husband. God forbid. I mean, but I think like that was another thing where all the women were like, well, at least Ramona was like, my husband's out cheating right now. Why does your husband want to hang out with you? Like, I don't get yeah. it. Like, like, I feel like the other men were like, whatever, have fun with your housewives fun game you do. And, and Simon was like, this is also my job. Yeah. Like, if I'm doing testimonials, I need to be going to the dinner party so that I know what the drama is, the real tea. Like, <laughs> yeah. it. I know. He, like, and also doesn't get enough credit for being one of the first, like, I mean, Simon was one of the first, like, husband trolls. Like, you know, there mm-hmm. was, 
obviously, you know, Slade walked so that he could run, but like <laughs> he ran. I mean, yeah. the man released an, a single and performed it live on Watch What Happens. Like he really went, he went, he did it. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy for them. Like when I was initially thinking about it, I was like, yeah, they're so cheeseball. And now I'm like, you know what? Like they are weird, but they love each other's weird. I, I just think they're like couple goals. It's it's couple goals that look very weird on the outside. I am agreeing right. with Jill Zarin on this one. Like I feel like if I yeah, ten years ago I would definitely wouldn't be like, I wanna have a relationship like Alex and Simon. <laughs> But yeah. now, like, I love it. I think they just are ride or die. And he was always standing up for her. He, yeah, you were like, you were saying, like, he, like, looked at her, like, so lovingly and would have done anything for her. And also, like, is a good man with good morals, like, stood up for, like, himself at the LGBTQ uh, parade and, yep. like, you know, wasn't, like, that macho, macho guy, but also never had to like apologize for it too and wouldn't ever like the other men would like make comments at him about being like whatever he's into like or like whatever he was wearing but he's like nah like this is who i am like yeah we're gonna take our beautiful brownstone apartment and we're gonna paint all the walls red and make it look like a dungeon (laughs) like (laughs) yeah i know you know like we're gonna do exactly whatever the fuck we want and we don't care about any of you people if anything to be honest with you i like i've said this before for years on the podcast that I, if anything, I think Alex represents like a time in Bravo's casting when to me, it was just like the best, like they really legitimately like before the housewives were like glamorous, like they really did just like cast like unique, strange people Mm -hmm. that were fun (laughs) to watch. And like, you know, maybe she wasn't like quick with comebacks and she wasn't like, uh, you um what's the word i'm looking for uh uh on paper um as gorgeous or whatever as other housewives or whatever you know what i mean like but mm-hmm. she was like really weird and unique and fun to watch and like that used to kind of be the point it wasn't just like women in louboutins like pulling hair like she was just unique and weird and it was fun to watch her be weird you know what i mean <laughs> And she's also like very New York City. New York is such New York City is like massive, you know. Also, like we see like five white women in Manhattan who are supposed to be, you know, the quintessential women of New York, I guess. Like right. you know, I'm saying this like in quotations. Right. But like Alex was like the weird black sheep where like she did live in Brooklyn. She was a creative. Her husband wasn't loaded. He did have money, but he wasn't like the other men. She came on the show and just was a different breed of woman who like now as like a young adult living in Manhattan, like I see more Alex's in my life than I do like a Ramona. She's almost like the, uh, I've always considered her to kind of be like the Miranda of the group in the sense that like, Mm. you know, now it's like cool. Like, I used to be obsessed with Miranda when I was like a teenager, but I was always embarrassed about it because people would make fun of you if you liked Miranda because you had to like Samantha. And you know what I mean? Like, it was like normal to be like, I want to be like Charlotte, of course, right? (laughs) Um, But like liking Miranda was like weird and she was like gross and she wore overalls and people hated her. But now it's like so chic to like Miranda and like to relate to her because duh, you know? And like, Alex is kind of like that to me, where it's like a lot of the stuff that we thought was just so weird and like you like just should be like punished that she <laughs> yeah. did back in the day is just so dumb. And like now it's like completely normal. 
Damn. So we're rooting for you, Alex. Obviously, oh. she's a, a really huge listener of the podcast, both of them. So. Oh my God, yeah, no, she. I've actually reached out to her and she never responded. So, Alex, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna actually directly send this to you. She's gonna be like, I'm terrified you're gonna steal my husband. Like, <laughs> it's like actually, like sometimes these shows really bring out like who I truly am, and I'm yeah. terrified. Like I'm disgusted a lot of the times, but this one I'm proud of. Like I'm, I proudly. I proudly stand, Alex and Simon. <laughs> Simon is like sliding into your DM- DMs as we speak. Um, I freaking hope so. Okay, so the two of them moved to Australia and they live in Byron Bay, which is like the chicest, coolest place. That is like where so many of like my favorite influencers, and it's just like the most beautiful place ever. And I have a coworker at my old job who was the most beautiful person I've ever met, like inside and out, and she was from there. And I'm like, you know what? Of course. Alex and Simon would move there because they're just ahead of the fucking times. And yeah, damn, this is like an actual letter. (laughs) I'm I'm not embarrassed to admit, by the way, that I also follow Francois and Johan on Instagram. Like they're so funny. They are so funny. Oh my God. Kill me. I'll send the, I'll send you their profiles. Yeah, please do. I feel like, damn, I'm too old for that. Oh, there he is, Francois. So he's ridiculous, and Alex always writes really funny comments on his post. Kill me. Oh my god, he has a small indie gaming company. Yeah, he's like wow. doing things. Yes. What does he do? Oh my god, he's like in... Okay, this isn't the... Okay. Oh my god, I'm so dumb. <laughs> I was like, he's in the army, and but there is like a picture of him like in paintball gear. Oh, <laughs> his friends! <gasps> I was like, wait. He's fighting for our nation. He's fighting for Australia. What war are they in? Well, I guess this would be a good time. I don't know what. Do you have any closing thoughts about Alex and Simon that you want to end with before we finish? No, I'm just really grateful that you asked me here to discuss uh an incredible couple who has inspired me to get back on the saddle, to really get back on the Craigslist game. I'm just going to start <laughs> writing personal ads. Very descriptive. And make sure that you see you're only looking for a hookup because that's how you find them. I know. Evidently, I'm going to be like, definitely don't want a life partner. <laughs> Not yeah. looking for that. <laughs> I want you to leave in less than an hour. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. <so much. laughs> well, tell people again where they can find your podcast and stuff. Great. So you can check it out anywhere you hear podcasts. It's out on every Monday and Thursday. And it's super fun. Troy, you were back on like, I think in like November, which is so yeah. weird because I like, know. I'm buzzed. But we had a great chat and you actually have to come on for a proper real news episode. Uh, I would love to. Months. Great. And tell people where you can listen to your show. Um, Same. I'm on iTunes and all the things. Uh, it's, it's, it's S-M-U-S-H. And, uh, yeah. And uh, you can find me on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff at Troy McKeady, M-C-E-A-D-Y. Perfect. Well, this was so much fun. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.